as of the recording of this very episode, there were exactly two weeks left in the Hurricanes regular season. Tonight, they will take on the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit. Then travel to Montreal, two very soft teams. They take on the Islanders, which could be something, but probably won't be. And they finish off the season against pure mediocrity. And the Senators again, Nashville, Buffalo, the Senators yet again. They really kind of shoved the Senators in at the end of the season. Not the point, we're doing something here. Last home game against Detroit and then finishing the season off against Florida. There's nothing left to prove. These games do not matter in the grand scheme of things. Our job now, your job as a listener of this show and fan of the Carolina Hurricanes, is to sit down, buckle up, and enjoy the ride leading into the Stanley Cup playoffs. 9,393 days of frustration. And on the 9394th day of NHL existence, the Carolina Hurricanes have won the Stanley Cup. Welcome to Home Ice Advantage. With historical perspectives, modern-day deep dives, special guests, and a healthy mix of good, bad, and or hot takes, this is the best place for you to learn about your Carolina home games. I just want to say thank you, and I'm looking forward to this challenge. It's an honor, and I think we're going to do great things. We're going to start today's episode with the good news. Good news, everyone. Andrei Svechnikov was spotted inside of PNC Arena off crutches, which is, you know, just great news. There's no chance of him coming back, but it's always nice to hear he's doing well. Auntie Ranta is not only expected to travel with the team, but is expected to play in Montreal. We'll get to why that's so obvious a little bit later. And, uh... Stefan Nason, everyone, participated in practice Wednesday morning. So, another piece of good news. Unfortunately, there isn't much more to go from there. The reason we know that Antiranta is ready for game actions with no ifs, ands, buts, or maybes is because Kochekov has been reassigned to the American Hockey League's Chicago Wolves. Now, I saw some people online that was like, why? This is insane. And how, guys, how are you not used to this? The season's almost over. Like, you should know at this point that they're putting him back in Chicago so he keeps playing because two weeks of sitting on the bench is not good for his overall development, nor would we want that when we call him back up in the middle of April. Because, yes, he will come back. There was absolutely no way Kochekov would not be called back up during the postseason. The Wolves have absolutely no chance of making a playoff appearance whatsoever in the American. It will not happen. Impossible. Their last game is on April 16th, which it would be just around the time of Game 1 for Round 1 in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But let's not jump the gun here. I do want to take a quick pause on Kochekov and talk about Carolina's goaltending situation. Because, I don't know guys, um, I need to stay off the internet. That's what it is. Because some of the things that are said are just, God, just insane. So, um, no Kochekov isn't washed already, which is something I saw after the 4-0 loss against Tampa. That's insane. Just, I'm not even going to address that. But Kochekov is our best goalie right now. 
And I know what you're saying. Wait, but all three goalies have been, like, not great. And actually, I would argue that point in saying that Antiranta has been great. I still don't think he's lost in regulation since November. But Freddie Anderson, glaring holes, Kochekov, he's still young, glaring holes. But Kochekov has the highest potential of greatness out of the three. If I had to rank them right now, Kochekov, Ranta, Anderson. It's shocking that I would say that. If you'd come to me on October 1st and you were like, Colin, Freddie Anderson is going to be Carolina's least useful goalie running into a playoff stretch, I would call you a liar. There's no way. But unfortunately, Freddie Anderson has not shown almost any of the same qualities that he did last year. He's been injured throughout the season, yes, but he still hasn't shown... I can't think of a performance that Freddie had where I was like, oh my god, he just won us the game. Which I can say happened for both Kochekov and Ante Ranta. So, you know, take it by year, of course. It's all up to Rod who gets to start when. But I would be shocked if Kochekov wasn't at least one of the guys come April, come mid-April. I can't say come April anymore because April's about to start. We've still got a few games left here. I do want to talk about a possible first-round opponent just real quickly, and we'll actually touch on it more in future episodes. But right now, if the playoffs started today, it would be against the Pittsburgh Penguins, which seems more than likely that they could hold on to that second wildcard spot going into the postseason. So, this season, the Carolina Hurricanes swept the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-0 in their season series defeating them 3-2 in November, 3-2 again in the middle of December, then 4-3 at the end of December, and then 2-1 in January. Did you hear what all of those games had in common? All of them were one-goal games. So if that does end up being Carolina's opponent, if we do take on Sid Crosby's Pittsburgh Penguins, it will be an entertaining series that Carolina should win but nothing is guaranteed. But again, we'll get back to that. We've still got a couple of weeks before the postseason. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I do want to address Hell Week, which is the week we just came out of. The Hurricanes went 2-2-1 two, two, and one against some of the toughest opponents in the league. A home-and-home home against the Rangers, Toronto, Boston, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday night. And all of those games were close. So the Hurricanes went 2-2-1, and all of them were one-goal games, excluding Tampa Bay. We beat the Rangers 3-2 in MSG, got some demons off our chest there, and then lost to them 2-1 at home, not great, whatever. The Boston game, I would also point to, is literally a whatever game. That's a coin flip game when it goes to the shootout. So... Ultimately, do I wish we had won that game? Of course, I was in the building. I can't stand Boston fans. Like, oh, we've been over it many times. I hate the Boston Bruins more than I hate any other club. I hate Boston more than the other 30 clubs combined. Do you understand what I'm saying here? That's how much I hate Boston, but not the point. But that game was a coin flip by the time they got to the shootout. And if anything, them getting to the shootout showed you their resilience. Although, there was... A glaring 
problem. And it's a glaring problem we've had for a while, and we've talked about it before, I have addressed it here, and, and it's the scoring issue, and we're not going to dive deep into it this time. There's no need. We've talked about it so many times before. But if you're looking for something to complain about going into the postseason, if you're one of those people that just like to spew hate, it's not goaltending, although questionable. It's where goal is going to come from. Just simple question. If you have an answer to that, truthfully, and it's more than just, well, Natchez and Aho will figure it out, good for you, man, because I, I, I've been searching for days here and cannot figure it out. Because at the end of the day, you can win a Stanley Cup without stellar goaltending. It's possible. It's stupid hard, but it's possible. You just have to outscore your opponents. Carolina cannot do that. The Hurricanes are incapable of outscoring their opponents to win a seven-game seven series without getting a goalie to at least steal a single game. So you have to really, really, really hope here that they can figure out some type of scoring. Because if they can't figure out the scoring... There will be no Stanley Cup this year. I'm not saying forced round exit. I'm not even saying that we want to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I am saying that we would not win Lord Stanley's Cup. We're going to have a super tiny, short, extra duper 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 not long episode. Uh, I don't know if you could tell me try to vamp there to try to <laughs> extend it. But I need to apologize to all of you, to my loyal listeners who I have messed with for the past like month or so. And I didn't mean to. In fact, I thought I was going to be doing something great and exciting, and it just didn't work out. And it not working out ended up costing my product a great deal. So I moved a month ago, and when I moved, I'd actually been planning for a long time to make the YouTube version of the podcast. Still have the audio version, but the YouTube version would be like the main poobah, the marquee production, and... I miscalculated quite a few things. I was wrong. I know, it's so rare for me to say that. I was wrong. And assumed I would be able to have higher quality production than I ultimately did. And in the process of trying to figure out how to make the production better, and the actual time commitment I had to give to it to make it as good as it was, and it still wasn't up to the standard I wanted it to be, affected the show. And it affected the show in the way that I just wasn't producing content because I was stuck trying to figure out how I could get the volume level to match the video I recorded the day prior. It was was a lot. It was a lot. So, I'm sorry. Uh, Basic explanation there. The Home Ice Advantage podcast, which you are listening to right now, will go back to being a Wednesday and Saturday show until we start the playoffs. Much like last year and the year before, they will be a, not necessarily post-game show, but at least a discussion show after every game. Because, I mean, everything gets more exciting in the playoffs, and I'll have a lot to say after every game. And, yeah, just, that is going to be what it is. We will have some guests. It'll be a fun time. But... I'm going to shift back to focusing purely on the podcast, the audio medium, at least for the rest of this 
season. I will spend the offseason trying to figure out how I can make the video production easier, make it uh, you know smoother, make it to where it doesn't take me so much time to produce one episode, so I can continue providing you, my loyal listener, with all the stupid takes and sound bites and whatnot that I have, and I truly appreciate you staying around. As always, thank you for listening to Home Ice Advantage. Follow the show if you haven't already. Weird episode if you don't. Anyways, uh, rate it wherever you listen to it. Spotify, Apple Music, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at Colin Home Ice. Check out the Chuck Kane article I just wrote on the blog. Linked down below. Until Saturday. Go Canes. <laughs>